Welcome to the Who's on the Move podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. In this series, we focus on talking with entrepreneurs and the executive directors of nonprofits, as well as artists who are making an impact in our communities. Today, we are going to be speaking with Greenville-based lawyer and entrepreneur, Ryan Beasley. The Ryan Beasley Law Firm represents people facing charges in state and federal courts throughout the upstate of South Carolina, from drunk driving and drug possession to serious felony offenses. Ryan is the nephew of former South Carolina Governor David Beasley. Ryan, tell us about your law practice. What do you do? I would say the best way to describe my practice is I help solve problems. Um, and, and most of the time that involves the criminal aspect, but um, I also help uh, with other issues uh, with, uh, with other business owners and companies around town in the upstate. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I was actually born in Seneca, South Carolina in 1974, and um, my parents were at Clemson at the time, uh, And uh, but I ended up growing up in the PD of South Carolina. My family's from uh, Darlington, uh, Lamar, South Carolina area, um, and at some point in my life I lived in, uh, I grew up in, I, I was, say, when I was a toddler and up to I was about five years old, I was in Society Hill, South Carolina, lived on a farm. Uh, then I moved to Hartsville, South Carolina, and I was there until like eighth grade. And then um, from there I moved to Florence and I graduated high school in Florence. Um, so I have a lot of strong ties in the PD. Um, so I grew up with a bunch of people, you know, whether it's in Darlington, Florence, and Hartsville, I know, you know, really most of the people in that area. Ryan, talk about your education and about your journey to criminal law. I went to uh, Wofford College uh, and I graduated Wofford in 1996. I actually went to Wofford. Um, I was hoping to play basketball. I walked on uh, on the basketball team and uh, I realized that uh, being uh, on, a, on a college uh, Division I athlete is not what it all cracked up to be. It was a lot of work and, uh, and I uh, preferred to spend more time with my friends and and I could play intramurals and, uh, and I could focus on schoolwork. Uh, so I, I ended up uh, not playing basketball, but uh, I, I graduated uh, in 1996 with a business and economics um, major. And uh, after uh, Wofford, I went to law school. Uh, I went to the University of South Carolina. And uh, that was, uh, that was I, had a, I, had a, I had a good time in law school. Uh, because it was during a time when my uh, uncle was actually governor of South Carolina. So um, I happened to be in Columbia the same time that he was living in the governor's mansion. And um, so that made for some really neat times and neat opportunities I got to experience while I was in Columbia. After law school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I used to, you know, when you're in law school, you, you, you get to see all your fellow classmates, everybody's striving to be at these big law firms and get the big big salaries and um, or the being a law clerk during the summer and get the big salaries and you thought that was you know that was it that was all be all for a lawyer um, and, I, and I couldn't stand that type of work when I, I, I learned about it and um, I, that stuff didn't interest me and I, I really didn't know what kind of law I wanted to practice and uh, my family's in the banking business um, my great-grandfather 
1936, started a bank uh, in Lamar, South Carolina, and he was actually a lawyer. And um, my family has owned that bank now for, good Lord, 85 years or something. Um, and we're still privately held. My whole fam most of my family is employed at the bank, except me and a few other family members. So I, di I didn't know what I wanted to do as far as being a lawyer. I just didn't know what interested me. From just being in law school, it didn't interest me what I was hearing, what other people were doing. And I, I, did, um, I did clerk for a, um, a family court, uh, you know, d uh, domestic law firm while I was in law school, and I didn't like that. So I didn't know really one. I didn't know anything about criminal at the time. Never even heard anything about it. So after law school, I went and worked for my family at the bank for about a year, and um, and I really still didn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't digging that job either um, and I happened to be in Columbia um, for a political event and I ran into my cousin who uh, is uh, now Justice John Few, he's on the Supreme Court, um, but he was a circuit court judge back then, this would have been in 2001 maybe, and I, I ran into him in Columbia and um, he invited me to dinner with a bunch of judges and um, we had a great dinner and they were asking me about what I wanted to do. I didn't know. And they were like, we need to come up to Greenville or the upstate and, um, you know, be a prosecutor or, you know, uh, and, and I, I just didn't know anything about it. And luckily, my, you know, I was close with my cousin, John, and he's like, come to Greenville. We'll get you an interview with the solicitor's office and, uh, and we'll see where it goes. So literally within three days, I was up in Greenville, met with uh, solicitor Ariel at the time and he gave me a job, and I worked uh, as a prosecutor for about a year. And um, after a year, uh, Judge Few had an opening as a for a law clerk, and I went and clerked for John Few for a year. Um, which uh, working for Judge Few was uh, a, a very big learning experience. He, uh, I think, he was probably a little harder on me than he was on his other law clerks, just because we uh, we we were uh, related. And um, he used to make me, uh, when we, we, he was the administrative judge when I was clerking for him. And which, so when I, whenever there was disputes amongst um, lawyers on, on their cases and they'd file these motions, they would have to come in front, um, before him and, and he'd have to decide the, um, the ruling of whatever dispute it might be. And uh, he would make me learn um, both, I mean, he'd make me read briefs from both sides and learn both sides and make me come in there early in the morning before they get to court, and he'd make me argue both sides um, before him, before these parties even came to court. So uh, it was, I was stressed, it was a lot of hard work, um, but it taught me a lot and, uh, and did a lot of good things for me as far as um, being uh, you know, uh, quick on my feet, um, knowing how to prepare for court. You were a partner at the law firm of Price, Ashmore, and Beasley. I'm interested in what led you to starting your own law firm. So when my clerkship was uh, coming to an end, I had to figure out what I was gonna do next. Um, and whether that was going back to the solicitor's office or going to work for a law firm. And I, I still, you know, after being a, a, a law clerk for about a year, I got to see all the different lawyers in court. And I, and I, I really was more interested in the criminal. I thought that was the most interesting. Um, and, and a lot of the lawyers that were doing the criminal were the most interesting. And uh, one of those lawyers was uh, Chip Price. And, uh, and he, he just recently passed away. He's one of my mentors. 
but um, just a great, great lawyer, great person, and uh, I just thought the world of him. And I, I'd always so when when Chip would come to court, I'd always ask Chip to come back and talk to me. I was trying to figure out what to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left being a law clerk. And one day Chip called me to his office to um, to uh, offer me a job and uh, to be his associate along with um, it was he had partners at the time. It was uh, Beatty Ashmore and Pat Pascal, which are all my mentors as well. And then uh, Joe Watson was of counsel with that law firm at the time. And Joe was the solicitor, and he was a judge. And Joe's like one of, he's, he's like my big brother and one of my mentors as well. So I, I was the only associate with that law firm. And this was back in like 2003, I guess, when I went with those guys. I worked with those guys as an associate for a couple, two and a half years. Then they made me a law partner. And we changed the name, and it was Price, Ashmore, and Beasley. And we did that for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, my practice was growing at the time. And so it was starting to create conflicts and some of these big criminal conspiracies. Um, and, and I started taking money away from Chip. If I was in, I might have some little guy in a case, and the big guy wanted to hire Chip, but he couldn't represent him because I was already involved in the case. So we decided to split up the law firm, all on good terms, of course, and um, so we could, you know, handle our own cases, but we were all still in the same building. Um, and I, so I, I set up my own practice. I was still probably like 32, 33 years old, um, and I was engaged at the time. I remember my fiance was thought I was crazy, um, taking on all that when we were just about to get married. And, uh, and I even took it another step. Um, there was a building next door to uh, Chip Price's building that was for sale, and I bought that building with Beatty Ashmore, uh, and we renovated that. And um, so Beatty and I owned the building together at the time, um, which was uh, that was I was pretty nervous at the time because, you know, back then we really didn't have you didn't have uh, websites and internet, and you had to kind of depend on, you know, lawyers referring cases to you or some of your old clients referring cases to you. It was, it's not like it is today. Um, cell phones were kind of still new. Um, and I remember when I started working with Chip, he didn't, I mean, he didn't have a cell phone. Um, uh, but eventually um, I started, my practice was growing bigger and bigger. And I left um, the building with Beatty, sold Beatty um, the half of the building. And I bought the current building that I'm in. Um, and uh, this was the old BB&T bank building. Um, and I renovated it. I was able to get another bank to come uh, take half of the building. And I took the upstairs. And I, but I, there's a bunch of offices. There's like 15, 16 offices um, here. And I was able to get some other lawyers to rent space from me. And most of the lawyers do different things. So it's, uh, um, it's, it's a good um, collaboration or synergy amongst all the lawyers that are here because a lot of people do different things. And so if there's something that I don't uh, do or I don't know very much about, um, I can call the lawyer down the hall and pass the, the case on to him or, or meet with one of my old clients with that lawyer. Um, I mean, it's, it works out really well. And we're across the street from not only the, the state courthouse, but the new federal courthouse. We can walk to court. So it's, it's, uh, it's great. How would you describe the core business of Ryan Beasley Law? Core business would be uh, criminal defense, um, whether it's white collar, um, drugs, DUIs, um, you name it. Uh, we, we defend doctors, nurses, 
Um, we, we, we do just about everything as far as any defense work. And, uh, and that involves even um, helping, um, we even, we've helped companies where they've had, um, you know, somebody that may have um, embezzled money from them. We've um, helped these companies um, prosecute those individuals, um, help figure out ways to get that money back. Um, we've worked with law enforcement to, to facilitate that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, mainly uh, defense work though. What is your vision for Ryan Beasley Law going forward? My vision has always been, um, I don't want to get too big where I'm not able to focus and give the attention to my clients that I need to. Um, and that's a fine line because obviously you want to grow and you obviously want to make more money but you, you, you got to be careful how fast you do that and you got to make sure you have the proper people in place um, and, and the assistance of other, I mean, I can't do it all by myself and uh, I do have two other lawyers that work for me. Um, I have an investigator, I have a paralegal receptionist um, and it takes, I mean, it takes a village to make it all work. Um, I am interested in putting offices in some other cities, um, but I, I haven't gotten that far yet because I'm going to have to, um, it's going to require more staff to do it. And I got to make sure I can be at some of those places if I'm going to venture out. To, I mean, luckily, South Carolina is a small state, so it's not anything crazy to have offices in other parts of the state, especially when, you know, I'm from the PD I, and I definitely would like to have an office over there because I, I know I grew up there. I know everybody there and, um, and it, would, it would be like home having a, another office there. What are you most proud of in terms of accomplishments? One thing that's neat about um, being a lawyer and, and especially being a, a criminal defense lawyer is how every day I get to interact with all sorts of people and I get to help those people. And everybody's got all sorts of different problems and some are huge problems, some are small problems, which might be big to those people, but they're, they're small problems. But I, I help all those people navigate through all that. and. Uh, and I, and I do that w through law enforcement, I do it through the prosecutors, I do it through court staff, I do it through the judges, I do it through witnesses and victims and, I mean, I, I interact with everybody and, and I try to resolve all these cases and resolve all these problems in the best way possible for, for not, I mean, especially for my clients, but but it helps the, the uh, you know, law enforcement and the prosecutors as well because I'm actively involved in these cases and I'm reaching out and doing the extra steps and doing more work than um, you know some lawyers don't do and um, and I am proud of that and um, and I, I'm proud that my firm has a, I, I think a very good reputation and, um, and and I love hearing about it from other whether it's other clients or other lawyers or other people around the state that that um, that I run into and, and tell me I have a good reputation tell me my firm's doing a good job. Tell me my, my lawyers that work for me are doing a great job. Um, I am very proud of that. And, um, and I'm also very proud that when, you know, um, when even, you know, a lot of people think a criminal defense lawyer is going to be butting heads all the time with law enforcement or prosecutors. That's not necessarily the case. And, and I, I'm always glad to hear when law enforcement says good things about working with me or a prosecutor says good things about working with me because what people don't realize is having those good relationships and, and getting along with the other side gets my clients much better 
uh, you know, results. That was our interview with Greenville-based lawyer and entrepreneur, Ryan Beasley. He is the founder of the Ryan Beasley Law Firm, which represents people facing criminal charges in state and federal courts throughout the upstate of South Carolina.